the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 26, 2012. And today, we're going to be discussing a variety of topics. We've got a lot of things to cover. Uh, It's a 19-page study that we're doing here. A lot of scripture and uh, how we try to tie that into end-time scenario, current events. And it's kind of kind of be like rapid fire. What I've the the new format I'm I kind of started last week was trying to at least hit the main current events that were happening in the previous week. The problem is is I did not list any kind of verbiage with each story, so I was forced to try to recall all that off the top of my head, which is kind of tough to do with so many breaking things. So this week I kind of just took the main part of a lot of the developing current events that could have an impact on us potentially either you know now or in the very near future. And so it's going to kind of be like rapid-fire current events trying to tie this in biblically with what's going on in the world. So <clears throat> first part we're going to be talking um, about the potential coming for the uh, collapse of the dollar, the collapse of the euro, uh, a lot of different things in that regard. So first article is entitled, Startling Evidence That Central Banks and Wall Street Insiders Are Rapidly Preparing for Something Big. If you want to figure out what is going on, going to happen next in the financial markets, carefully watch what the insiders are doing. Those that are, quote, connected, have access to far better sources of information than the rest of us have. And if they hear that something big is coming up, they will often make very significant moves with the money in anticipation of what is going to happen. Right now, Wall Street insiders and central banks are all around the globe are making some very unusual moves. In fact, they appear to be rapidly preparing for something really big. So exactly what are they up to? And now this is from the author. In the previous article entitled, Are the Government and the Big Banks Quietly Preparing for an Imminent Financial Collapse? And there's a link to that. If you There's, most, there's a lot of hot links within pretty much every PDF that we put up. Um, and so if you want to explore further any particular thing that we're saying, because I'm only really hitting the main points of a given article. I'm not reading the whole thing. Just not enough time to do that. So it goes on to say, in that particular article I just quoted, I speculated that, there may, that they may be preparing for a financial meltdown of some sort. As I noted in the article, more than 600 banking executives have resigned from their positions over the past 12 months. 600, that's a lot. And I've been personally told that a substantial number of Wall Street bankers have been shopping for, quote, prepper properties this summer. Meaning some piece of property out in the country when martial law hits and they'll be, you know, out in the country. So, but now even more evidence has emerged that quiet preparations are being made for an imminent financial collapse. That doesn't guarantee that something will happen or won't happen. Like any good detective, we're gathering clues and trying to figure out what the evidence is telling us. So, why is George Soros selling so much stock and buying so much gold? Uh, I am certainly not a fan of George Soros. He has funneled millions upon millions of dollars into organizations that are trying to take America in the exact wrong direction. 
However, I do recognize this. He is extremely well-connected in the financial world. Soros almost always is almost always ahead of the curve on financial matters. And if something big is going to go down, George Soros is probably going to know about it ahead of time. That is why it is very alarming that he has dumped all of his banking stocks and that he is massively hoarding gold. So this is a guy that's, you know, you know, like Satan's little helper. And all of a sudden, I mean, he's got more money than he would possibly know what to do with, and now all of a sudden he's dumped all of his banking stocks and he's hoarding gold. This is an article off the internet, and it reads, there's a link to it, a hard link. It says, in a harbinger of what may be coming our way in the fall of 2012, billionaire financier George Soros has sold all of his equity positions in major financial stocks, according to a 13F report filed with the SEC for the quarter ending June 30th, 2012. Soros, who manages funds through various accounts in the U.S. and the Cayman Islands, has reportedly unloaded over 1 million shares of stock in financial companies in banks. That include Citigroup, 420,000 shares, J.P. Morgan, 701,400 shares, and Goldman Sachs, 120,000 shares. A total value of the stock sales amounts to nearly $50 million. What's equally as interesting as the sale of major financials is where Soros has shifted his money. At the same time he was selling bank stocks, he was acquiring some 884,000 shares, approximately 130 million in gold via the SPDR Gold Trust. So that's a ton of gold. (laughs) Probably literally. Um... So you can see what, what's going on here. They're shifting away from the corrupt, bogus banking system that's based on a system of totally unjust scales and balances, which essentially relies on you know a government that prints money out of thin air via the Federal Reserve, which is essentially owned by the International Monetary Fund, which is essentially the Illuminati. Uh... So you've got that scenario here, and you, and you look, they're shifting, they're uh, taking this money and actually putting it in real hard um, currency that, that has will always have intrinsic physical value, gold. So, goes on to say, why would you dump over a million shares of stock in major banks and purchase more than $100 million worth of gold? Well, it would make perfect sense if you believe that a collapse of the financial system was about to happen. And there's a full link to the main article if you want to read that, because we're just covering just the main parts. Next article, which is related, uh, it says, If the actions of Lord Jacob Rothschild are anything to go by, the long-predicted collapse of the euro may not be far away. Now, remember what I said, the the collapse of the the euro and the collapse of the dollar, according to most of the major financial experts that have been following this, they're, they're both totally connected. And the scenario I have seen that they say is that when you see the euro collapse, you'll hopefully have two weeks before the dollar collapses. So that would be a, um, if you did have a contingency plan in place, that would be most likely a pretty good time to implement it. I mean, you do what the Lord Jesus Christ tells you to do, or what you feel your you know convictions are, whatever 
if you're not sure, pray and fast about it. You can't go wrong, you know, praying and fasting about giving issues like this. But just the, the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. And so, um, it has some proverbs. So anyway, if uh, now here we've got the guy at the lead family of the Illuminati. There's from all the research I've seen, there's no higher family in the world than the Rothschilds. Right, they are at the pinnacle. And so, here's a, you know, Lord Jacob Rothschild, and uh, he's placing a $200 million bet against the troubled single currency of the euro. Uh, I hate this Lord stuff, because I, you should only call the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ Lord. <laughs> Lord, a little L, okay. Lord Rothschild, little L, Lord Rothschild, an elder member of the Rothschild uh, dynasty, banking family, has taken the position against the euro through RIT Capital Partners, the £1.9 billion investment trust of which he is the executive chairman. RIT has upped its short position against the euro from 3% in January to 7% in July. The European Central Bank continues to try to reanimate a dead corpse by continually pumping bailout money into the debt-ridden countries like Greece, Ireland, Portugal, and Spain. Which is what we're doing here, too. I mean, when you just create and print money out of thin air with nothing backing it, no gold, no silver, no nothing, you know, you're trying to reanimate a dead corpse. It can only... The facade of that can only work so long until the corpse is finally realized as dead. <laughs> I mean, there's no more speculation anymore. So that, that's the situation we're in as well in America. So, however, top investors only see it as a matter of time before the single currency is consigned to the landfill of economic history. Uh, last week, the influential German newspaper, Der Spiegel, reported that banks... Companies and investors are preparing themselves for the collapse of the euro. They're just matter of fact about it. Uh, going further, it says, Meanwhile, billionaires like John Paulson and George Soros are throwing their financial muscle behind gold as the financial picture looks increasingly unstable, heading towards the end of the year. Next article. Uh, it, it's entitled... Jacob Rothschild, John Paulson, and George Soros are all betting that the financial disaster is coming. Now, these are different sources, essentially, that we're looking at here. So it's not just one person or one organization saying this. They're different reports. It says, are you willing to bet against three of the wealthiest men in the entire world? Jacob Rothschild recently bet approximately $200 million that the euro will go down. Billionaire hedge fund manager John Paulson made somewhere around $20 billion betting against the U.S. housing market during the last financial crisis, and now he has made huge bets that the euro will go down and that the price of gold will go up. Uh, and, and again, they're going to come out smelling like a rose on this. Uh, of course, obviously they've got insider information, but I'm talking from a financial greed standpoint that you know they're doing all this stuff ahead of time to pre-position themselves in a position for when you know gold and and silver because they're you know, they're tied. Silver's much more suppressed. The price of silver is much more suppressed than gold is. And um, it's an industrial metal, and it's being uh, consumed at a far greater rate than actually gold is being consumed from an industrial standpoint. And um, I just saw a report the other day where silver's actually 
um, they're actually, at least in America, not pulling as much out now for this year. They're, 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 um, what they're actually mining is um, down. So that's also going to end up driving up the price. But anyway, uh, obviously, it's, it's obvious what they're doing here. Okay, They're jumping ship. They're jumping out of the sinking ship, and then putting their money into into a you know into a uh, gold you know which again will always have intrinsic in value. So it's 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 quite obvious what's going on here. So uh, just that last sentence again, and he says, and now he has made huge bets that the euro will go down and the price of gold will go up. And as I wrote about him in my last article, there's a link to that. George Soros put approximately. 130 million more dollars into gold last quarter. So again, I mean, you know, I'm not here to tell you what to do, or, or I'm just here as a watchman to warn and to show you what the people that are, I guess you would call in the know, are actually doing with their money right now. And I knew that it, this particular financial system, the way we have it, it has to collapse at some point. It's like a balloon full of hot air with no substance. Printing presses that make money out of thin air. Eventually, that has to collapse and fail. And again, the middle class of America that has, let's say, their money tied up in a whole bunch of paper assets. um, Or whatever they've got their money tied up in. If it's something that they don't have access to, something that, that... like, well, let's say gold or silver, for instance. I'm not telling anybody to go out and do that. Uh, whether you have your money in um, survival things or, or whatever, wherever the Lord tells you to put your money, that's where it needs to be. But if you have all your money in paper, okay, stocks, bonds, 401ks, things you can't get to, when the collapse happens you might as well kiss it all goodbye. Now, I'm not saying 100% for sure you're going to kiss every bit of it, but when they reintroduce the new currency, it will be at a much more, if you're very fortunate, I believe, it'll be at a much more devalued position if you can get to any of it, period. Because this was all based on a currency that had no intrinsic value. No gold, no silver, no nothing back in it on a system of totally unjust scales and balances. It's a fact. So, again, one of the main goals of the Illuminati has been to destroy the middle class, really the world, but particularly America. I think the middle class of America has given the Illuminati more fits than any other sect of humanity. You know, And um, they want to create an ultra, ultra elite and an ultra-slave class, and hopefully, in their eyes, kill off about 90% of the population in the process by whatever means they think that they're going to use, whether there's biologicals or some type of pandemic or nukes or maybe a most likely a combination of, and then war, a combination of all of those things. So, this is part of it. And the handwriting is truly on the wall here. Here's the next article. Republicans' eye return to gold standard. Now, I've heard rumors for a lot of years that when they do reintroduce, after the euro collapses, after the dollar collapses, and and of course the Illuminati is going to come along like they're the saviors, and they're going to say, oh, we have the answer. We're going to bring you 
Well, it, it could be the Amero. I've talked a lot about this with the North American Union in previous studies we've done. Or they may just jump right into the global currency, the one world global currency. I, it's hard to say. It depends how much of a green light the Illuminati has gotten to implement their agendas. The Amero would be the next step, which may be actually gold-backed. Um, and this is kind of, this article is kind of feigning towards, I'm not saying it will happen that way, but it could. So the gold standard has returned to the mainstream U.S. politics for the first time in 30 years, with a, quote, gold commission set to become part of the official Republican Party policy. Now, that doesn't mean I'm like, you know, oh yes, go Republicans or Democrats. It's just two corrupted sides of the same coin. Obviously, the, what the Republicans stand for, from the standpoint, uh, you know, typically Republicans stand for more of a, obviously, pro-life, uh, you know, anti-gay, uh, you know, more for a, a morality position. And obviously, I agree with that. But again, the Illuminati controls both sides, and the politicians in them, and they're like puppets on a string, and they tell you what you want to hear. But ultimately, all of this is just to accomplish the agenda of the Illuminati. Typically, they're a little more aggressive when they have a Democrat as president, or a Democrat-controlled House and Senate, obviously. They can get away with more. And typically, they're maybe not quite as aggressive when the Republicans are in. But again, they, they all accomplish... You know, you just look back and all the wickedness both sides have accomplished. So, um, Anyway, uh, drafts of the party platform, which it will adopt at the RNC convention in Tampa Bay, Florida this week, calls for an audit of the Federal Reserve monetary policy and a commission to look at restoring the link between the dollar and gold. Okay, So, we've been taken off the gold standard in this country since 1933. So it's been a long time since that's been the case. So the move shows how the once fringe idea of returning to gold as real money is now a legitimate part of the Republican debate. So I just kind of wanted to go over that to kind of show you how that ties into this. Next article. Federal court rules banksters can steal pensions. Now again, this is, this is all confirming the stories we've just reported on. And again, that's how I like to do studies. I like to do studies where we're building and building and building and proving and hammering home points where it's just not from one source and then, oh yeah, I think this is a good opinion or whatever. No, it's verifiable. When you start to look at the big picture, it's really obvious what's going on here. And so the next article, uh, in a court case glossed over by the corporate media earlier this month, the U.S. Court of Appeals 7th Circuit has ruled that the individual segregated bank accounts may be turned into the property of a third party under circumstances of duress. Okay, so let's kind of define what this means. So in other words, with this ruling, the bankster psychopaths can now raid pension funds with impunity. In other words, if a financial institution fails... Clients, depositors, and pension funds may not get some or all of their money back in a bankruptcy. Now, there's been a lot of banks that have went down in the last just few years alone. Now, if you can imagine, if the euro collapses and the dollar, and that's what they hang their hat on, the banking institutions, 
well, then there's a gigantic likelihood that the banking institutions are going to collapse. So, in that particular scenario, and this is the scenario we're talking about here, imminent economic cataclysmic financial collapse, if the financial institution fails, clients, depositors, and pension funds may not get some or all of their money back in the bankruptcy. They can steal your money. Uh, this was written by Dominique Ballyou for Beacon Equity Research. The Sentinel ruling has legalized the theft of segregated customer funds and pensions by large banks and financial institutions. So in other words, again, the Bible talks about that they establish mischief. A wicked government establishes mischief or evil by a law. So you've got these black-robed devil judges that are basically bought and paid for. Most of them are, are, are Freemasons. You know, I could do a whole study on that. And they're making these unjust, evil rulings. And they're, they're establishing it as law. It doesn't make it lawful, though, in God's eyes. They can rule whatever they want, but it's totally evil and totally unlawful what they're doing. So, going further, moreover, the ruling overrides protection afforded by the Federal Deposit Insurance and other government... You know how like you go into a bank and it says like FDI insured there? We'll say that. Well, this ruling overrides the protection by... Federal deposit insurance and other government insurance protections programs and leaves millions of investors, depositors, and retirees unaware that they are no longer account holders of their own funds per se, but instead have suddenly become stockholders of the institution with which they have deposited their money. Like I said, if it's in paper, if you can't get to it, if this collapse, when this collapse happens, if it's sudden, <laughs> you might as well kiss it goodbye. Because they're going to shut the banks down, they're probably going to have, you know, they're going to have what they call a banking holiday, and it's, it's going to be real bleak for a lot of people. So, Ann Barnhart points out that the ruling sets the stage for bankster consolidation ahead of an economic collapse. You notice how all this stuff is being done ahead of time? Soros, Paulson, Rothschild, they're doing all this move to gold, they're getting out of their banking stocks, they're getting they're betting against the euro. Huh. They're doing it all ahead of time. They're all kind of making a very similar move toward gold. You know? And and that now they're doing this ahead of time. They're setting up these wicked rulings which for the bankster consolidation ahead of time of the economic collapse. They know what's coming. Barnhart writes in her blog that, quote, all customer funds in the United States are now the legal property of J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, and other mega banks and financial institutions. And that's somebody that, you know, she's like, this is what she does for a living, this, this Ann Barnhart. And in fact, I give a link to her blog. All customer funds in the United States are now the legal property of J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, and other mega banks and financial institutions. Wow. So, we're getting some serious confirmation here. Now, next article. Again, more confirmation. Customer, it's entitled, Customer Deposits Are the Property of the Bank. Close your account now. Now, I'm not saying to do that. If you have a, like a checking account or something you're using... Obviously, if you have anything in savings, I get it out. But if you have a checking account where you're just paying bills off it or whatever, and um, you need to have that in order to do this or do that, 
what I would do if I was you is, and this isn't always convenient for everybody, but if you're like a lot of people and you get paid once a week, take the check to the bank that it was written on and cash it. Don't process it through your, your checking account. Why do you need Why do you need to create that type of paper trail in your account? Uh, not only that, if the banks do collapse, you want to be able to get your money out. Pay your bills, if and all possible. If you did that, okay, let's say you, you had, you were paid. Okay, let's say for argument's sake, you got $500 check. Take it to the local bank it was drawn and cash it. Okay. Yes, it's a little more of a hassle. Yes, okay. Yes, they try to guilt trip you into opening a checking account. But what you can do in that type of circumstance is typically there's more than one branch in a particularly given city. Hit, go to one branch one week or once every other week and do it like that, okay? And say, you know, listen, I come here like once a month, once every 45 days. I bank locally, you know, um... I'm just here to cash this one check. I don't need to open an account. So, do it that way if you can. And then, if you have bills come in, I if, if I was you, I would pay for them. Like, go to the post office or a place you can get money orders and get money orders to pay your bills. Your your monthly things you send out. I know, that's way more of a hassle. But you know what? I mean, is it is it better to create a massive paper trail and um, of, all your, of all your accounting history and... Everything that you do with the way Big Brother is now, and it's only getting, you know, unbelievably worse by the day, you really want to try to be as low profile as possible. There's a book that J.J. is written by a guy who was his pen name, J.J. Luna, How to Be Invisible. It's a good book. There's a lot of privacy books out there. And there's nothing illegal they're describing. Yes, it may be more hassle, but these privacy tips can be really invaluable regarding your day-to-day life. A lot of times, the reason people get hassled is because all of their information is out there. You know, where they live, home address, um, you know, all their... They do everything through the banks. Everything is in this nice, nice, tidy paper trail. And, you know, people... Those people are more targeted toward identity theft and, and a lot of other different things as well. Okay, so you want to make yourself as small of a target as possible, is the point I'm trying to make here. Okay, and yes, it's more of a hassle, but <laughs> I think regarding what we're looking at in particular, you these are things that we would all really want to seriously look at doing um, because, you know, it, it, I have been reporting week after week after week all the big brother dr- draconian things they are trying to do to spy on us, and... You know, the less they know about you, I believe, the better. You know, it's just, just it's a satanic mechanism to gather data and data mine you and to basically know every aspect of your life inside and out. And I don't think they have any right to know that, obviously. Uh, now, I'm sure Satan would beg to differ with me, you know, but that's his prerogative. So, these are just some things to think about. You might want to think about if you haven't done these, made these moves. Uh, and then... If, no, when the collapse happens, if you're using your checking account in a minimal way with minimal money in there, it's not going to be that big of a deal when the financial crisis disaster happens. Oh, well, you know, maybe you lose two or three hundred bucks or whatever you've got in there. 
not that near of a big of a deal. If you had like thousands and thousands of dollars in a checking account and you know this happens, well obviously you can just consider it gone. So I'm trying to do this to help people, not you know and, and again the book I, I said there's other good books out there too uh, regarding you know privacy and things of this nature. So in reading the last uh, sentence, this means the regulatory systems, Okay, hold on here. Uh, okay, yeah. Let me just start over. Customer deposits are property of the bank. Close your account now. When a banking customer deposits their money into their bank account, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, and the Securities Investor Protection Corporation, SPIC, are in place to protect the customers from fraud or theft. The ruling from the CCA, the Circuit Court of Appeals, we just cited in the report I just read, means that these regulatory systems will not insure customer funds, investments, depositors, and retirees who hold accounts in banks anymore. In fact, the banking institution is now legally allowed to use those customers' funds deposited as collateral, payment on debts for loans made, or free use on the stock market to purchase investments as the bank sees fit. So they can do whatever they want with your money now with impunity, And when it all goes down, they're going to say, well, we made some bad investments and a dollar collapse, so too bad, so sad, bye-bye. We're out of here. We're going to close down and you're going to get nothing. Fred Greed, well, that's a good name, Fred Greed, um, SMG trustee, explained that brokers are no longer required to keep customer money separate from their own. He says, quote, it does not bode well for the protection of the customer's funds. Since the ruling gives the banks the right to commingle customer funds with their own, no crime can be committed for the use of customer-deposited monies. <laughs> they can do whatever they want with your money now, with impunity, and it's all been sanctioned legally in the court system. So, that's some wonderful news, I know, but I would rather, you know, it's better to be you know, forewarned about these things, obviously, than get blindsided and realize, oh, wow, I didn't know this, and they're banking, literally, no pun intended, on you not knowing this. So when all this stuff goes down, they're going to just say, well, what are you going to do? We, we had this court ruling in. We lost all your money. And they and a lot of this, they're doing the exact same thing as we talked about with Soros and Paulson and Rothschild. These, these banks know what's coming, and they're going to be taking the money that's now still technically worth something probably moving it over to things like gold and those types of hard assets. And then when it implodes, they're just going to say, well, we got nothing. Sorry. That's that's the, the scenario. And again, this is going to accomplish a big facet of the Illuminati, bringing us into the New World Order, launching us from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius, bringing, literally ushering in the Antichrist, and most likely this will be in conjunction with World War III as well, this is going to accomplish a lot by destroying the middle class of, you know, not only the world, but or of America, but also, I believe, of the world. The middle class that are unprepared. And so, anyway, let's go further here. Uh, next article, and this is by Greg Morano, is a former Bear Stearns floor trader in the mid-1990s. He has written seven books on the ongoing financial crisis. So I'm giving you a whole lot of different 
reports from different unrelated people all basically pointing you in the same direction. The Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. So this is what we're trying to do, show you. This is not like some fringe opinion here. Here's a guy, former Bear Stearns floor trader, uh, written seven books on the ongoing financial crisis. His latest is called The Politics of Money. He says, quote, the global debt bubble is the biggest in all mankind. And every single one has burst on a scale that is unimaginable. And we got the biggest one. Okay? And it every every time you have these types of global debt bubble scenarios, they all burst. This When this debt bubble bursts, Marinano thinks, quote, people are going to suffer on a biblical scale. People are going, uh, people are not going to be able to acquire basic resources, he predicts. I am certain we are going to see violent crime erupt on a global level. Again, this isn't just about America. This is going to affect the whole world. All by design. Remember, this is the order, this is the order out of chaos. The 33rd degree Freemason motto. Ordo ob cao in Latin, which means order out of chaos. The chaos they're um, going to create, that they are setting themselves up to create, that we're seeing all this handwriting on the wall, plain as day, okay, they're going to bring their, in this case, new world order out of the ashes of this chaos that is going to be unleashed on humanity. And it's just not going to be banking. I believe it's going to be a whole bunch of different things wrapped up in the, you know. Again, like I said, there's probably going to be all kind of natural disasters, World War III, pandemics, biologicals, nukes, you name it. Maximum terror is what Satan wants to inflict on humanity and that, so that they'll be so terrified and polarized that they'll, be, they'll get to the point where they're like, I don't care who I have to lay down and worship I don't care what I've got to do. I will sell my soul. It doesn't matter as long. Just get me out of this. Get me out of this. It's going to be that bad. And that's what's coming. So this is how I believe we're going to be ushered into the New World Order. It's not going to be just some little, you know, whimper. Humanity being ushered into the New World Order. It's going to come through maximum trauma and terror. And on, on literally every aspect of, of pretty much all of our lives, they're going to try to inflict this. It's been a very, very long time plan, and I really, truly believe they're on the cusp of implementing it. And this is just one facet that we're talking about here. I, I've talked about numerous other facets in the six years we've been, six years of teachings that you know I've put up. So uh, if you want to research any particular subject, just go up to contendingfortruth.com. And there's a search box there, and you can uh, key in that search box. Uh, also, you know, any subject you want. I would try to just use one word when you do a search. It, it works better that way if you just use one word. And then also if you want to sign up for the free, my free newsletters for health or the uh, Christian newsletters, they're up there as well. You can sign up there. I, I Actually, this week I didn't put out any newsletters because... This is my newsletter, my online newsletter. These are the subjects I would normally send out that I couldn't cover in my main study. But the news is getting to the point, like, obviously this stuff can impact all of us that we're talking about here. Okay, and that's what a watchman's job is to do. And 
I just can't in good conscience just send these out in a newsletter and say, well, the, my my listeners can figure it out on their own. I, I kind of really want to try to connect the dots here. And um, when we do it in a study like this, I believe it's a lot easier for that to happen. And uh, so for now, because of the severity of the way things are getting, I, I may just kind of adopt this format that I'm doing today where we're not so much sending out newsletters so much as we're actually covering each story in a brief synopsis each week and um, kind of do it that way so so that we're we're covering everything on a particular week. Well, not everything, but, but a lot of the things. And then also, if you want to get my teachings from the last six years, and this is updated, the USB drives, the USB thumb drives that my listener... Um, Dear listener Paul in Australia, he actually has a uh, eBay website, and there, you can scan down on the right side of the website and see that there's a little way to actually buy this um, high-capacity thumb drive. You can plug into your computer, have all my teachings from the last basically six years all in one place, and there's other things too on on the thumb drive, and um, he handles all that. I don't have anything to to do with that, but um, if you want my teachings, you can do that as well and have them so that way, you know, if if the website goes down or whatever, which I think it's just a matter of time before the internet goes down, you can have those as well. So anyway, let's go further here. Next article, uh, in a documentary entitled Urban Danger, Maryland's Congressional Representative Roscoe Barlett warned those that who can to move their families out of major cities. Outspoken in his belief that each individual American should prepare for a crisis where the government would be unable to provide the basic needs of the national population. Bartlett has himself created a hideaway deep in the West Virginia forest. His cabin runs on independent power. He has put away food and canning equipment, stockpiled supplies for the long term, and is ready for a worst case scenario should it ever come to pass. He says, quote, we really don't think of those necessities now because it's so convenient to go to the supermarket, he cautions. But you know, you're planning because the supermarket may not always be there. Uh, the electrical grid could fail tomorrow, he frequently warns. Food would disappear from the shelves. Water would no longer f- flow from the pipes. Money might become worthless, which is the scenario we were just talking about. Now, if money becomes worthless, then everything stops. You know, because that's the currency we're used to dealing in. You know, the oil stops, the, the, the most likely everything shuts down. Food, food uh, distribution, water, the whole nine yards. So it's a lot of this is tied to the dollar. It's not just about, you know, oh, the dollar devalued. Well, yeah, but look, look what's tied to the dollar, you know. So money might become worthless. People could turn on each other and millions would die. And that's a quote from him, so, or from this particular article. So anyway, there's an there's a actual congressman saying this. Okay, so next article. Uh, There have been 2,527 Department of Homeland Security employees and co-conspirators convicted of corruption and other criminal misconduct just since 2004, according to a federal auditor. The Bible says in Luke 6.44, for every tree is known by his own fruit. And we're talking some really, I mean, you've got Janet, what they refer to as Butch, Napolitano, an obvious, you know, flagrant lesbian, given all kind of 
of preferential treatment to the whole gay agenda, and I've documented that in previous studies, um, demon-possessed to the toenails, essentially, which is typical for any high official in that particular capacity. And she's, you know, we've got, you know, her at the head, and uh, 2,527 of the Department of Homeland Security employees and co-conspirators convicted of corruption and criminal misconduct, just since 2004. Uh, This was... Charles Edwards, the acting inspector general at the DHS, made the revelation in written testimony prepared for an August 1st hearing held by the House Oversight and Governmental Reform Subcommittee on Government Organization Efficiency and Financial Management. So it's not like some fringe theory. This is coming straight from Department of Homeland Security. I mean, if if the fox is guarding the hen house, who knows? These figures may not even be remotely accurate. It may be double or triple. I don't know, but... Again, it comes straight from Department of Homeland Security. And I say, I bring these articles into this because of the stories that we're going to be reporting on next. You know, you've got a absolutely impending financial collapse coming. And then you've got then all of these wicked, corrupt governmental agencies that are going to come to the front when these things happen to distribute Big Brother-style justice, and, you know, they're totally criminal. And so, again, it's, it's, these are things that we need to be aware of (laughs) regarding our illustrious uh, governmental officials. And next article, the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI have issued a bulletin to law enforcement warning that anarchist extremists may use IEDs or improvised explosive devices uh, at the Republican and Democratic National Conventions. I'm sorry, I got my my thing was a little bit messed up here. Um, the FBI and DHS act, assess assess with high confidence, high confidence that anarchist extremists will target infrastructure in Tampa and Charlotte. Tampa being the Republican one, Charlotte, North Carolina being the Democratic one, with potentially significant impacts on public safety and transportation. So they're saying they have high confidence. Now again, 9-11, you know, uh, if you believe the official story of 9-11, again, I'll give you a link here. Just just key in loose change, final cut, 9-11 in the keyword search box at YouTube and watch that documentary. That's just one of many, just one of the better ones out there that totally proved that it was inside job and that our government was fully aware of it and, you know, they orchestrated it, essentially. And I've never seen anybody come back to me and say, I can refute that point by point. No, it doesn't happen because it cannot be done. It's overwhelming, the evidence. That's just one thing, you know. So, again, the criminals are in charge. The criminals are orchestrating these things. And they're saying they have high confidence that supposed anarchist extremists, and these anarchist extremists, many, many times, and most of the time, the ones that go out there and really, really stir the pot and go nuts are actually government plants. They're put there to create the problem, and then they give them the order, the order out of chaos. So... They're saying there's, they have high confidence this is going to happen. Um, so again, just something to think, pray about as well. Pray against these wicked um, devices that they're planning. 
the Pentagon is pushing the threat of IEDs in order to finish off what remains of Posse Comitatus, which, is, which forbids our own military to be on the, the streets of, of America, and that's been pretty much done away with. And also further militarize state and local law enforcement and contrive additional pretexts for the eventual implementation of martial law. Next article. Tampa Police Department will deploy dozens of behavior recognition surveillance cameras. Behavior recognition surveillance. Not just regular surveillance. These are behavior recognition. Uh, At the RNC Republican National Convention later this month with cameras remaining in place and being more added after the after the event even finishes. The police department in Tampa, Florida is deploying behavioral recognition software from the BRS labs on dozens of video cameras that will provide round-the-clock surveillance at many of the venues where GOP National Convention will take place August 27th to 30th. That starts tomorrow. Uh, reports the government security news. The cameras work by using software, a software program called AI Site 3.0, which is a pre-programmed to acknowledge what behaviors are considered normal and report any suspicious activity if it is spotted to police headquarters. You talk about Big Brother. Cameras that have some type of artificial intelligence, it's called AI Sight. What does AI stand for? Artificial intelligence. Like robotic cameras that are, are there to say, oh, this is this behavior pattern, like it's thinking, is unacceptable. Like the guy over at the Olympics that wasn't smiling because he had Parkinson's during this one of the cycling events, and the, and the, um, the police there came and arrested the guy, took him to jail, because he wasn't, he, he wasn't smiling during the event. He wasn't having fun like everyone else. So, you know, if you've got any kind of facial problem or tick or, or whatever, you know, you, you just might as well get prepared to go to the old Stony Lonesome, you know, the old uh, Crowbar Motel, Mr. Jaily, because, uh, you know, you, you, need to be, you need to be neutralized because, you know, your, your facial expressions aren't in line with what Big Brother deems acceptable. Equipped with the ability to track up to 150 suspects at one time, the cameras build up a memory of sub- suspicious behavior to determine what constitutes potential crime activity. This is absolute insanity. Critics have labeled the surveillance system one step away from, quote, pre-crime, the technology inextricably linked with the 2002 science fiction film Minority Report, starring Tom Cruise. Based on the short story by Philip K. Dick, the movie depicts a ruthless police state that employs psychics called precogs, meaning they have precognition of an event, okay? It's like, you know, Dion Warwick's Psychic Friends Network, you know, on steroids, essentially. So anyway, uh, you know they went bankrupt because they got it wrong so many times because those good old psychics are so on the ball. Anyway... The movie depicts a ruthless police state that employs psychics called precogs to apprehend criminals before crimes occur. However, instead of being removed from the RNC, uh, conclude after the RNC, more behave, actually more behavioral recognition cameras will be added to keep tabs in the general public. So this is how they implement things. They, they, get, they have an excuse to bring in these, in this case, these pre-crime cameras 
oh, well, we got, you know, we've got a high probability that there's going to be these anarchist extremists that are going to come in and maybe whatever, bomb the place or do whatever. And so we've got to have all these cameras in place to, but then afterward they're actually going to add more cameras just to, because now the, the population's acclimated. This is how they do it. It's just further acclimation. Uh, <clears throat> BRS Labs President John Frazzini told GSN that once the convention is over, Tampa police will continue to deploy the technology in an expanded footprint. Well, they'll want cameras in every corner if they can work it that way. That's the way pretty much uh, England is. they got more cameras over there per square foot than any place else on Earth, as far as I know. Uh, next article... which is very much related. All right, next article. Uh, Police in Tampa have cleared inmates out of the Orient Road Jail in preparation for a, quote, mass amount of arrests of protesters at next week's Republican National Convention. This is also all about taking away your First Amendment right of free speech. And again, they'll have these um, coadjutor people plants that the government put in there to create these problems. They'll go and they'll, you know, smash out windows and do whatever. And then that gives the big brother the excuse to set in their jackboot thugs to go in there and, you know, mace everybody and fire rubber bullets or kill people, whatever. And then also make massive amounts of arrests, which is also a gigantic revenue maker uh, for, and this is what the police have turned into, into a large part. They're there to generate revenue. It's, It's a proven fact. You know, by giving out tickets and doing this or doing that. That's how the state, you know, the massive, bloated, colossal, big brother government sustains itself. One of the main ways. So they're killing two birds with one stone. They're, they're making tons of money. They're taking away, you know, they're, they're sending a message to everyone. You know, you better watch out what you think, say, how you act, what you do. You know, you don't have any free free speech or whatever. And so they're, they're accomplishing quite a few different things at once. Uh, in an unprecedented move, Hillsborough County Jail officials announced one facility is completely cleared and essentially reconstructed just for the Republican National Convention, just to jail them, all the people they expect to be jailing. So they're really, they're really hoping for a big load of, of, of people that they're going to bring in here and make examples of and, and show them who is really the boss. So this is what's going on here. Now, we're going to, uh, well, yeah, shift gears a little bit here. Now, I mentioned this in the last teaching or two. Just more confirmation. I'm not going to get into great depth here. If you want to click on these links, you can. You can explore it a lot further. Uh, first one is an is a uh, interview with John and Tim Spencer discussing preparedness on the John Moore Show. And this particular um, audio is entitled, We Appear to Be Under Russian Military Invasion. Uh, the Russians crossing Canadian border with heavy armor and artillery. And again, I've reported on this in previous teachings, so I'm not going to go into great depth on these. And again, this one's just purely an audio, so if you want to avail yourself to that, you can. And again, these are different shows, different people. It's not like the same person saying this. I've been hearing this for a long, long time from a lot of different sources. Next article is um, DHS informant leaks a shocker regarding Russian troop movement in America. Uh, Rick of True News recently reported, 
Quote, but I spoke with a close friend whom I've known for many years. The couple is well-connected to important business and political people. They have made a personal friend, they have a personal friend who is an agent for the good old Department of Homeland Security. The agent promised to alert them if he ever heard of anything significant that warranted immediate preparation. Quote, for years he said nothing until now. He told them there's a talk there's talk inside Homeland Security offices that the Russian Spetsnaz commandos are infiltrating into the USA from Canada. He said it's been underway all summer. He estimated that the number of commandos at present time inside the USA to be in excess of twenty thousand. Now these troops would be uh, I believe on the cutting edge of the ones that would go door to door and People that were on the red list that needed to be neutralized or eliminated. There's red list, blue list. Red list are the main ones they would look at. And people that are, you know, considered strong Bible-believing Christians, uh, fundamental um, fundamentalists for Christianity, uh, people that believe, you know, in the Constitution and would invoke their constitutional rights. Oh, boy. Uh, anyone that would be, I believe, strong, and, and take any kind of real strong morality position, pro-life, uh, against, you know, the homosexual movement, these types of people, people that would be big-time strong, um, Second Amendment believers, uh, right to bear arms, that type of deal. Those are the ones I believe the Spetsnaz troops would be used on for door-to-door Stuff And, again, it would be pretty much, you know, you resist them. And Now, I'm not saying God can't protect you, okay? And I'm not saying God can't hide you. And I don't want to ever come in here and, and uh, you know, act like, oh, there's no hope. Because that's what you get with a lot of these people that report on these particular subjects. And a lot of them aren't saved. And so they're coming at it from a totally different perspective. I'm not coming at it from that perspective at all. You know, I believe the Lord can. And yes, I understand, yes, there will be martyrs. And and yes, there are going to be a lot of people that suffer. And that, and that a lot of this goes along with the trial of our faith, which the Bible does talk about. But no matter what happens, God can get you through with whatever you're going. And if you die, absent from the body is, is to be present with the Lord. So, um, you have to have, you really need to have that faith to believe that the Lord can deliver you. And that... He is, God always does use a remnant. Always. He always protects a a remnant, always uses them. And I just believe there's very few people now that would fall into that category because so many people are duped by the 501c3 corporate lukewarm church and they're not being told the truth and they're going to get so blindsided. They're going to be so clueless and blindsided when this stuff all starts to go down, particularly if it goes down in a short period of time. All these... Are all these different subjects I've discussed over the years, when it all comes to fruition, oh man, they're going to be in sorry, sad shape, most of them. Um, but again, that's why we're here is to try to wake people up so that they're not destroyed for lack of knowledge, so that Satan doesn't get an advantage of them because they're not ignorant of their devices, of his devices. Second uh, Corinthians 2.11. So, next article. Uh It's entitled, Russians are coming, yes, but that's not all. The author of this article writes, for the past few months I've been getting reports that I have to say are a bit disturbing. In fact, most people tend to blow this off and call me in for the tinfoil hat brigade. So, 
when so many are dismissing the information, saying, surely this isn't true, then tossing it on a conspiracy pile, that is when I start to do some digging and see what's going on. So what seems to be happening that no one wants to acknowledge, it appears that U.S., that the U.S., I'm sorry, that the Russian military forces are being staged for what appears to be a possible U.S. invasion of, or U.N. police action. Now think about it. When the economy collapses, when the euro collapses and then the dollar collapses, which is all by design, your money's worth nothing, riots in the streets, they're going to have all the pretexts they need right there, just that alone, to come in and impose martial law. When they impose martial law, then they can go in. The media, there will be a big media blackout. You won't even really know what's going on. So door-to-door stuff like this can go on with impunity. The way it stands right now, if they started this, somebody could call into, like, let's say, Alex Jones or Steve Quayle or whoever, and they could say, hey, listen, this is going, this is going down. We need to get the word out. So they haven't obviously implemented this fully, but when they take full control of all communications, or 99.9% of it, okay, internet shut down, I don't know, they'll probably find some way to infiltrate shortwave, I'm sure, the media is totally, you know, well, then they can go with martial law and with all their executive orders in place, with impunity and do whatever they want to do with whatever excuse they want to use and use whatever troops they want to use, and nobody's, there's not going to be a lot of people that are going to be the wiser. Yeah, local pockets will be maybe educated if you can get the word out and you can communicate with one another or maybe like two-way radios or stuff like that. But, I mean, it's just all of this stuff that I'm going over just today. If this was like the only teaching I had ever done, ever, with no, no other foundation I had ever laid, I think I've given you enough already to understand that there's some major, major things that we could be right on the cusp of. You know, and so there. There's three reports there, just on the Russians alone. There are three totally different reports, and actually, the last one goes into three different things, and it gets into some other things about Russia that you know. I, I don't have time to get into today, but you can click on the link and, and explore it for yourself. Next article, which again, now we're going to segue into something that's related but not exactly the same. it's entitled The Manufactured U.S. Veteran Threat Against Obama That Will Justify Martial Law. Forget about Al-Qaeda and the state-sponsored radicalized Muslims. The newest boogeyman that the U.S. government wants the American people to fear are its own U.S. veterans. The U.S. Army forces are now preparing to fight what they call Rahawa, or a racial holy war. They claim that white supremacists are joining the military to infiltrate and overthrow what they refer to as the Zionist occupation government. Academics are proposing that the infiltration schemes include white supremacists hiding their ties to neo-Nazi groups in secret in order to get past screeners when applying for the armed forces or recruitment offices. In reality, there's a great deal of former and current soldiers who have realized that our government has been taken over by the global elite, that have, that have been working in the shadows to instill global governance, and the Illuminati does not like it. So as a result, veterans are being increasingly demonized in the press. So in other words, a lot of the veterans are waking up to this, and now, as a result of that, of, of just like the stuff that we get into in weekly basis here. So now the veterans are starting to become more and more increasingly demonized. The mainstream media are using the false flag attack on the Sikh temple 
because the patsy Wade Michael Page was a U.S. veteran who was purported to have ties to white supremacy groups, according to the FBI-sponsored Southern Poverty Law Center. So again, they're going to use every single crisis. I mean, there have been more shootings lately than you know I probably have ever seen. And all of these are fodder for the New World Order boys to say, see, it's, it's all about this, you know, to try, uh, maybe uh, in this particular case, white supremacist, try to start some civil war between whites and other racial groups in America, which is, again, is part of the, the plan that I've seen. And that's just one aspect of it. Here, in confirmation of this, Former former Marine Brandon Robb was carted off by the feds this week and locked in a psychiatric ward for his Facebook posts questioning the government's version of 9-11. Robb isn't the first person who has suffered this fate. Claire Swiney was also held in a psychiatric ward and called, quote, delusional for claiming the government liability regarding 9-11. The evidence is so overwhelming just regarding 9-11 alone that... They can't possibly even try to answer the overwhelming amount of information against them. They don't try. All they say is, you're, you're a conspiracy nut, you're delusional, you're nuts, you need to go to a psychiatric ward because you're just crazy now. That's, that's how they deal with it. That, that's that's their, their thing. Others have been committed for the same reason over the last decade. Now, these are all hot-linked. If you want to know more about each one of the stories I just talked about, there's links to each one. And the link to the main source article. Now, if you think the official 9-11 story is true, watch Loose Change Final Cut full length. I give you the link right here. You can click on it. It's on page, eh, it'll be on page probably 8 or 9, once I get the table of contents put in here, of the PDF for August 26, 2012. Here's a, uh, another thing that confirms this. Uh, Orwellian lawyer of former Marine over Facebook's over Facebook post and says that 20,000 civil commitments each year are taking place each year in Virginia. Uh, earlier today, 26-year-old former U.S. Marine Brandon Robb was released from a psychiatric facility via the judge's orders. There's been so much spotlight, so many spotlight put on this guy that they realized that they could not keep this guy detained in a psychiatric ward. Okay, now had there not been all this national spotlight on him he'd still be in there, undoubtedly. Probably heavily medicated, heavily sedated, undergoing, you know, whatever type of Illuminati mind control they would put on him. Um, but he was actually released via judge's orders, who ruled that the government had no legal grounds to hold him. Tonight on Glenn Beck's show, John Whitehead, Rob's lead attorney and president of the Rutherford Institute, gave his first interview following his client's release to discuss the case. Whitehead said the veterans have since been, con- other veterans have since been contacting him from across the country, claiming they too were victims of the wrongful detention in psychiatric institutes like Rob. Apparently, there are civil commitment laws in other states as well, he said. Uh, it happens. There are about 20,000 civil commitments alone in Virginia each year, he added. This was his attorney. It was Rob's mother who took to Facebook in a rage after her son was taken by federal local, federal and local law enforcement and that sounded the alarm and made the entire country aware of the situation. If it wasn't for his mom jumping up and down and screaming, none of this would even be coming out because they would suppress it all. 
uh, Glenn Beck asked, did they have a warrant for his arrest? And his attorney, Whitehead, says no warrant for his arrest, no search warrant. They haven't charged him with a crime, and they're not going to. Stunned, Beck asked how this could take place in the, in the United States of America, where the Constitution provides protections for such things, most notably the First Amendment. Whitehead's response was, is this America, the attorney said? This is what I keep asking. Yes, this is the new America. This is, you know, the big brother new America. Further, in a surprising twist, Whitehead revealed a startling allegation that his client made regarding an incident which occurred before his release. Rob complained to his attorney that one of the psychiatrists that he was seeing threatened to, quote, brainwash him and force him to take medication. This is their answer. They want to get everybody medicated. They want to get everybody on these mind-altering. And they've already got most people on, on, on mind-altering pharmacia, which is the root word for sorcery in the Bible, which is the root word for, for pharmacy in, in pharmaceuticals. Okay. And in fact, I've done a whole teaching on that, just key in pharmacy or pharmacia or pharmaceutical in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done many teachings on that. But... Um, Flor- fluoridated water. Fluoride is a mind-altering drug slash poison. It's rat poison. It's. Did you know fluoride is is in in many rat poisons? It is the main ingredient. Ingredient sodium fluoride. Same thing for um, coumadin, or was normally known as wayfarin, which was the blood thinner. It was also a main component of rat poison. It depends what brand you get, I guess. You know, back in the day thin the blood so much that the rats bled out. Sodium fluoride is was was given to the Nazi concentration camp uh, initially as a bi- uh, toxic byproduct of the aluminum industry. It's given to the to the um, the, the Nazi prison camp, um, the Jews and, and the other races that they kept in there to keep them docile. It also burns out your lower brain lobes, which controls your will to resist. So they so the, they wanted to have them like that so that they could just line them up and just kill them all, and they would just stand there and just probably not even resist and do this or that. I mean, I understand there was other extenuating circumstances. They were cold, hungry, dehydrated, and maybe they lost their will to fight. But the fluoride sure didn't hurt that they were pumping into them, poisoning them, causes bone softening diseases, cancer, all kind of fun stuff. And, you know, it was one of the main reasons the Nazis used it is to control their population so they could lead them into the gas chambers and so they could line them up and kill them all and that they wouldn't have a whole lot of resistance. And they're doing the same thing to us on a mass scale through fluoridated water to create a whole bunch of sheeple people that'll go like sheeps to the slaughter and not even think anything about it. Same exact... And that's just one thing they're doing to us. What about all the other chemicals in the water? The chlorine. I mean, that's a whole other thing. And that's just the water. Not to mention what they're doing in the air and the food and all the other stuff. So, they want to get us all medicated is the point. They want to, eventually the whole world would have to be on just absolute, an an amazing amount of medications. Because they can truly, this is the whole concept of pharmaceuticals. You know, they supposedly... You just can't drug your body into good health. They they can treat symptoms sometimes, but the side effects they create are typically far worse than the symptoms that they're treating. That's all by design. It creates liver toxicity, and it depends what drug you're taking. But anyway, that's uh, that's 
really the, the main thing I wanted to hit there. Now, other two other articles that are related to this, which I kind of talked about last week in this first one, and it's entitled Major General uh, Jerry Curry, which asked the question, why are domestic government agencies, several, and I, I got into that in the last teaching, why are the domestic government agencies purchasing enough lethal ammo, ammo uh, up to five rounds to put five rounds in every American? You know, and they're getting the you know those forty million forty million hollow point rounds the Department of Homeland Security ordered. I mean, those are actually um, banned in warfare because they do such unbelievable uh, organ damage. So this is a retired general asking the question: Why? Why is the government agencies different ones purchasing enough lethal, lethal ammo to put five rounds in every American? And that's just what they're admitting to. Okay. Another article I saw this last week and it said what to do when confronted by the police. It's a YouTube video you can watch. Guy that has a lot of experience dealing with that. So I'm going to end part one here, and we're going to go to part two next. We're going to get more into the uh, radical Islamic Muslim agenda in Israel. So we're going to get into that next. God bless you, and we'll see you in part two. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.